drive by Miami style, aren't they? So the question becomes, Alex, was the mob sent to draw us to the crime scene? Or sent to destroy it? Fall three stories, get up and run away. You do? You've got something to hide. Listen, um, I don't want you to worry about it, all right? Mr. Coleman, because I, I'll be your memory. I don't know, he's missing from the scene. Maybe he took off. Or maybe he got taken for a ride. Any second, will she? Friend said she came down to drink mojitas and catch some sun. Well, it looks like something caught her. He died hours before this accident ever happened. So our accident is not an accident at all. Here we go. We gotta move quick. Tide is rising, and we have a sinking crime scene. It's not looking too good, Horatio. On the contrary. There's a chance this girl is alive, and we are going to find her. Life, no matter how you cut it, divorce sucks. Frank, it's a killer. What's going on, Horatio? Alex, Miami has a new breed of criminal. What are you going to do? I am going to get to the truth. <laughs> Mob hit her issue. Yes, and it's time to hit back. I've been I've been reduced to watching CSI Miami. I'm trying to catch up on different episodes of shows that have entertained me over the years during this quarantine time. I've been quarantined before. I've talked about this on the show quite a few times. And for those that have never been through a situation like this, I'm going to be completely upfront and honest with you. So when, when I had Lyme disease, when I was really in bad shape, I had to go under quarantine. I had a really messed up white blood cell count. I was taking treatment very similar to chemo, very immunocompromised in the winter of 2010 and into the spring and summer of 2011. I couldn't be around anyone other than basically family who was taking me to doctor's appointments. Around day 90 to 120, the first couple of months weren't that bad, but, but, but by the time you get to day 90 of quarantine, now if you're, if you're quarantined with your family and you have wife and you have kids, your wife and your kids might be getting on your nerves, but at least you're not in a Will Smith I am legend type of situation. By the time you get to day 120, if you live by yourself, especially if you live in a 700 or 800 square foot apartment, as I did when I was sick, you're going to start having imaginary friends. I remember watching Martin and thinking that I was on a TV show. I was hanging out with Martin and Pam and Gina, Tommy and Cole. I was like the next sidekick to that group. You're going to start having hallucinations and imaginary friends at the at the 90 day mark. So I'm just going to be I'm going to be completely honest with you. 
But looking back to CSI Miami, I'm not the first person to to do this bit. Everybody's done this bit over and over again. It was done to death in like the early 2010s. It was a very, very popular bit with the David Crusoe one-liners, how David Crusoe, he would always make the 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 very obvious comment as they're as they're patrolling through Miami catching bodies. So I was thinking to myself, I said, we should do this here on the Lance Day Radio Network. Now, if it was me and Rampage and we were detectives, and not just around Miami, we were detectives going around Phoenix and Miami and LA and all of the hotbeds for for professional sports and news. Going looking looking for looking for the prostitution, looking for the 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 coke, the the angel dust, the sherm, the the bam bam, the blue tops, as they would say on the wire, the pandemic, pardon the pun, as they would say on the wire. I kind of wondered, let's if we if what would happen if me and Rampage were out and I was I was the David Caruso part and Rampage was my partner and we were doing sports talk events as if we were the 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 detectives coming in to to assess the situation. I, I kinda wonder how it would go. So if we were here in Phoenix, here would be a good a good example. Well, Rampage, Kyler Murray had a great rookie season for the Cardinals but he came up just a little short. Calamari is really, really short. I'm very concerned about his size and his long-term efficacy as a quarterback in the NFL. It's kind of amazing because he's, he's short, but he has, a, he has a very long torso, which is difficult to be. He's listed at 5'10". I've seen Calamari in person. He's 5'8 and change. At best, if you stood him, if he was a body double for the for the for the life movie of Spud Webb, him and Spud Webb could be body doubles. Kyler Murray would be throwing the ball off the backboard to himself in an Atlanta Hawks uniform. You would not be able to tell the difference. If if I was if I was the Cardinals, I would draft Jalen Hurts or someone who's a project quarterback to sit behind Kyler Murray because he would be spending a lot of time in the training room. At his size. Here's another one. Well, Rampage, Zion Williamson is listed at 283 pounds, but with six months off, it could end up being 328 pounds. Somebody's got to get Zion Williamson a treadmill. He's he's got to lose some weight during this time. He does not have. I was saying on the show, I don't have the ability. I'm out here running every day. If you look at my page at Lance Day Radio Network, you see me exercising. You see me out here running. I can't gain 20 pounds. I don't have I don't have the 20 pound cushion to gain more weight during this time of quarantine. I've got to lose weight. Zion Williamson, you got to give him a treadmill. He's a baller. He's he's nice, but he's fat, and I'm fat. But the difference between me and him is I don't have to play a back to back against Portland and Sacramento. One of the telltale fat boy signs, and I was a Husky kid, one of the telltale fat boy signs is when someone's wearing a uniform and their shorts are riding up at a 15-degree angle, that means that, that you're too fat or you need to get a bigger size 
And Zion Williamson, if you ever see him run up and down the court in the Pelicans, they give you bigger shorts at Duke. In the Pelicans, his shorts are always riding up at at a at a at a fifth at a ten to fifteen degree angle. Here's a here's another one. Let me move it away from sports. Well, Rampage, Orange, you glad that President Trump is leading our great nation through this crisis? If you're if you're if you're Donald Trump, I'm I'm just I'm just blown away. If the world was coming to an end and you're facing, you're the leader of the free world. You're facing the biggest global crisis in in our generation. The biggest global crisis since World War II. One of the biggest global crises in the history of the world. How is it that before every presser, he has he makes the opportunity, meaning that he he creates time on his schedule to make sure that his orange spray on paint face is prepared and perfectly manicured. Why why does he do that? You would think that if the world, if we're facing Armageddon and potential annihilation of the human race, you would think that he would skip the orange tanning sessions before the press conferences in the Rose Garden, but but not not our dear leader. I actually wonder, I wonder if, I wonder if the orange spray paint that he spray paints on his face. And it's funny because the eyes are always at his regular skin tone. If you look, if you look at pictures of Donald Trump back from the 80s when he was the man, when he was in Atlantic City, bankrupting casinos, dating strippers, dating models, having three ways, four ways, grabbing women in in the bleep. He wasn't orange back then. He wasn't applying the the man tan and the spray paint back in the Atlantic City casino days, but he's dedicated to that look. I wonder who's doing his stylist. I, I think that it might be the antidote to coronavirus because it's very suspicious to me that he hasn't had it. Pence hasn't had it. Nancy Pelosi hasn't had it. Bernie Sanders hasn't had it. Uncle Joe Biden hasn't had it. I find that to be very, very, very suspicious because all of those people are like 100 plus and in the highest risk group, but none of them, none of them has had a, a taste, even a sniffle or, or a post-nasal drip cough. I find that to be very interesting and suspicious, but I'm not, I'm not doing Unsolved Mysteries radio. But if you look, if you look at what if Donald Trump was, was CSI Miami? What if Donald Trump, and I can't do a Trump impersonation, but what if Donald Trump was David Caruso? And you look at some of the things that, that President Trump, whose who's extremely poor leadership, and this isn't a partisan issue, I'm not a liberal, so don't at me with this is liberal drivel, but, but what, if, what if President Trump was David Caruso from CSI and we did a, we did a, a look at the, the Trump blooper reel of everything that he said to the media since the inception of the coronavirus. So I'm going to start February 1st. I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to use a David Crusoe voice. I can't, I don't do a good Trump. We have it totally under control. It's one person coming from China and we have it under control. It's going to be just fine. February the 12th. 
he got this zinger off. That was to CNBC as the interview. The first one was the interview with CNBC. February 12th, he got this zinger off. It looks like by April, you know, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. On February 29th, we're starting to get we're starting to get into the the low body count. I think that people are starting to expire from this in Seattle. He told a, a television station here in Phoenix, "Well, I think the numbers are going to get progressively better as we go along." On February 27th, the situation is very much control. He loves the word very. It's very much control. And he added, we had 12 at one point, and now they've gotten much better. Many of them are fully recovered. <laughs> On February 24th, this isn't funny, but, but we got to have a moment of levity. The coronavirus is very much under control in the USA. Stock market starting to look good, thanks to me. February 26th, our dear leader, President Trump, we're going down, not up. We're going very substantially. He loves the word very. He doesn't, he doesn't have, President Trump has a very limited vocabulary. Everything is everything is very or really to him. It's like listening to to Paris Hilton talk. If Paris Hilton was a seventy three year old obese orange person. On February twenty seventh, this was a this was a great prediction. I'm sure all of the Fox News listeners that hang on 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 President Trump's every word and debate his greatness in the pantheon of presidents and think that there should be four faces of Trump on Mount Rushmore that defend him to, to the T. This is what he said. This is what he said to the American people. It's going to disappear, everybody. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. He chased that one on February 29th by saying, a vaccine will be made available very quickly and very rapidly. He then praised his administration's actions as saying, this is the most aggressive action taken by any country. Yeah, how, did, how, did, how, does that, how did that work for you, America? How does that work? We're all under lockdown. We have a lot of people that that are that are dying. Those of us who haven't had corona or haven't had symptoms, we're worried about it. I'm ready to beat somebody up because I'm trying to I'm trying to go for my jog today, and I'm someone who is a much better jogger and in much better shape. Comes up behind me, doesn't social distance himself. I was about to roundhouse Chuck Norris that mf'er in the face because I don't want your sweat dripping on me and end up in an ER unable to breathe in a couple of weeks. The next comment on March 12th, Trump said this about deaths from the flu. He was making a comparison. He's on, he was on Fox news. He's making a comparison to what we've seen in Italy. We are talking about a much smaller range of deaths than from the flu. (laughs) 
Yeah, we keep going to that that whole thing that, that the seasonal flu kills 50,000 people in a given year. The difference is the seasonal flu doesn't put people on need for ventilators and the level of virility and the ability to transfer. You don't, you don't see doctors treating seasonal flu in the ER. Then they get sick and, and drop dead. But, 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 but the Trump administration who, who fired all of the CDC people and, and all of the, everything that was put in place by the previous multiple administrations. I mean, Barack Obama, I like Obama as a guy. I, I don't like the fact that, that he bowed down to, to some of the Islamic terrorists and people that very overtly, I'm not saying that all people that, that follow Islam are terrorists. That's a, that's a foolish and false narrative. But those, I mean, I'm talking about the people that said, hey, yeah, we bombed you. We're proud of it. I would not have shaken hands and, and bowed and hung out with those guys. It's just a bad look. But at least under Barack Obama, we didn't have tanks rolling down Fifth Avenue telling people that if you don't get in your house, we're going to start throwing you in FEMA camps. Then Trump was talking to his buddy, Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity, I, I, I said before on the show, I don't have a heaven or hell to send anybody to, but I can guarantee you that Sean Hannity is going to have 50 yard, 50 yard line seats in the skybox in hell. He told Sean Hannity that it's very mild on March the 7th. And then he said on, on March the 10th, this is the last quote. I, oh, I got to do the David Caruso voice. I am not concerned at all. It will go away. It will go away. Just stay calm. Fantastic leadership. And now we're borderline at the end of the world. We'll be back more than Lance Day Radio Network after these messages. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. DJ Rampage. I'm shutting down the game. Mix show madness. City to city, country to country. The Mix show madness. Y'all hear? No, y'all really? Y'all listen? No, y'all hear? Back in the days on the boulevard, I landed. We used to kick routines, and the presence was fitting. It was bring that one back, back from, from the top. The top. Back in the 
days on the boulevard I landed. We used to kick routines and the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract. And me, the five-footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine? That we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. Okay, you're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. But then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer, cause you see I last long. My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, this way you're dead wrong. I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You be a fool to reply the fight was not the man. Cause you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, cause none contest me. I'm just a fight MC who's five for three and very brave. On top remaining, no home training, cause I misbehave. I come correct in full effect of all my holes in check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura's positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the time, Paragon, Paragon 7, 7, 7 Studios. Studios.